ho, neighborinos, and welcome back to LCC's podcast, Pursuit of Purpose. I am Nate, and I'm joined here this very early morning with Kevin. Howdy doody. Nelson. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. We're back. It's been a while. It has been a long time. Like how long? Uh, what, what was our last episode? Would have been probably August. No, <laughs> what was our last? Yeah. Was uh, it been August? What, was it August? We talked <sighs> about sex. We did. That was a, that was a fun one. We, we were joking that everyone probably thinks we got kicked off of every <laughs> social media platform after <laughs> that one. We got removed from the <laughs> We were censored. But we're back. <laughs> but we're back. <laughs> And it's good to be back. It's been been too long, fellas. So Elon Musk let us let us. Uh, oh yeah, with the opening yep. of the internet again. Thanks, yeah. Elon. Yeah, yeah. he op- he opened it up. He helps the little guys. Trump's back. Trump's back. Kanye is not. He he's 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 shuttered out now. Yeah, Kanye's lost oh, his mind. Did he? Kanye is. Yeah, he's, he's has, been off the deep end. It's it's been a long time coming. He's I had, no, I still I, had faith in him until now. <laughs> What did he do recently? He basically said he likes Hitler. What? And then he posted a swastika on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, Kanye used to be one of my favorite musical artists. And he's just, like you said, he's just kind of, I don't know. Eccentric? Eccentric. Is maybe the nice way to put it? (laughs) The the very nice way to put it. So, yeah. It's a bummer. I did not hear that. Yeah, it's... uh, I mean, he made Alex Jones uncomfortable. No. Um, yes, go back and look at the footage. Like, where was this at? On Infowars. Well, I'd say like, he, was, he was on. Kanye was on Infowars. Yeah, Wars and he was wearing like a black mask on it. No. Yes, he made Alex Jones feel uncomfortable. Alex Jones is a little uncomfortable right now, anyway. Well, yes, uh, because of the big lawsuit. Yeah. 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 It was what was a crazy number, wasn't it? Yeah, like billion? half a billion. Yeah, he's not even nearly worth no, that. No, you know? half a billion because of the remarks he said about Sandy Hook. Yeah. Yes, which essentially was denying. He essentially, in his remarks, denied like his conspiracy theory was denying that Sandy Hook happened, which was the shooting at the school at the school and the the elementary school. Yeah. The elementary so, school, and I've never really is heard. That, is that essentially what it was? I, I yes. think essentially what it was. I've never heard his actual comments about it because I didn't. I think he it. was just like, I think he was, I think he was in an exaggerated way trying to portray downplay this because everybody was making a big deal to try to get rid of guns. And and he's, you know, always been, hey, we need our guns. Yeah. I believe. Well, and I think he, you know, probably found it to be a profitable. I just don't, that doesn't make on. sense to me though. And this is what I don't understand. And I know we probably shouldn't talk too much about this because we're probably very ignorant when it comes to, you know, what's actually happening, it sounds like. <laughs> we're, we're ignorant to most things on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we still keep talking. <laughs> but, I, I mean, is it the fact that he profited off of his remarks that is the big deal here? Because, I mean, to say something, even if it's outlandish and crazy... 
That's I mean, private companies can censor, but like we have rights as Americans, yeah. and I'm not saying I agree with anything that that he and says or does. I'm just saying I don't like, know if it crossed. How into, far like, does that go? Did it cross into the slanderous libel? You know, like where it's no longer just free speech; you're actually harming someone. I, I don't understand hard you know, any of that really. Yeah, but I don't either. There's something to it that. Obviously. There had to be something in the background that maybe we don't know about because yeah. we haven't looked. If you're listening and it. you know more about this, please call us and let us know. So yeah, call into the show. You on the show and, that and you can give your expert advice and opinion because <laughs> we are not, not. experts. <laughs> uh, yeah, hardly. Uh, so um, the topic for today is going to be on, well, it's going to be kind of like a, an offshoot off what Kevin's been talking about in his sermons the past couple weeks here with real relationship, um, just diving deeper, what that looks like. So uh, we will get into that here shortly. Um, but boys, since it's been what, since August, September, you know, there, there's been a few things that have happened since then, you know, newsworthy things. Um, we've had an election. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean... Republicans, they've taken back a lot, but still not, I don't think, where they wanted to be. Right. Well, I didn't, we've not talked about this at all. Like, what were your guys' thoughts on how the election stuff went down? Um, I'll be honest. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't hold back. I, I anticipated that there was going to be a more, uh, well, yeah, because everybody's talking. That was everybody's yeah, talking about this. Yeah, especially red wave. what I listened to and, you know, whatever. But, um, I, I anticipated a, a bigger, uh, red wave, as they called it, um, that 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 occurred, and but I'm you know it's it brings me a little peace to know that there's a little bit of a balance in our government now where we can have both sides in D.C. with and then both sides have somewhat of a voice now. Instead this of Georgia just, runoff though does not matter, right? Because. I don't think it does because because it'll give a fifty fifty with Kamala Harris being, making the final decision right, right. on anything. If I mean I, I don't know how many fifty fifty votes they have out there and I mean, how much even even fifty Republicans in a room together you don't have any you don't idea have 50, the spectrum yeah. of what their beliefs right, or where right, they stand right. are. I, I you know I think everybody anticipated a bigger swing, um, but I mean it just indicates that you know to me that the. You know, that in our little microcosm of rural Ohio, that it's 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 this country's changing in a way that you know we're not aware of. I but, guess, but I mean, you, you know, you can we can say that it's changing, and I'm not saying that it's not. But from a political standpoint, is this? It's always kind of been these mm-hmm. two sides battling it out. One gets power and then loses power, and the other gets power and loses power, yeah. and you know. And the the I think the big difference. I think the only big difference in this in in maybe how things are now is Trump, and and the fear that he creates on one side, and the passion he creates on the other. Yes. Yeah. Well, but not all the other, but but that extreme other, and it's both extremes. It's the it's the far left extreme that hate him and, and want to see him gone. You know, it's the far right extreme that, that you know, want to grab guns and go take the Capitol. You know what I'm saying? I <clears throat> I I think that's the the match that's been thrown into, you know, the the tank of oil here <laughs> that we've got going on in our political system. But I, outside of that, it's 
it's pretty much the norm. Yeah. It's pretty much normal stuff. Yeah, I, can I see mean, that, yeah. I'm not saying like there's not extremes and things going on, but well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It just how did how 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 did it make you feel when you when we all knew Trump was gonna put I, his hat in the ring? I'm not. I don't. Honestly, I have not been. I've not had my finger on the pulse of that, and have not really invested any energy into that. Um, just because it's two years, it's away. just the same thing. Yeah. It's the same stuff. And, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I honestly, it's getting, it's kind of sad now. Like, I mean, his daughter said, as soon as he said, we're not, you know, no, I wish, you know, my dad, you know, the best of luck, but I'm out this round. I mean, what's that tell you? you yeah. Know? Everybody else is sitting there that's around him saying, come on, man, like get it, get out of the way. Like right. this is, this There's is something bigger here get, than you. Yeah, this is starting yeah. to get ridiculous. And mm-hmm. and he said, you know, as he's even going out and trying to help the Republican Party, which if that's what you want to call it, you know, he's saying, oh, I've got this big, he's making it about himself. I've got this mm. big announcement to make, but this big thing I'm going to say, like everybody's surprised. Oh, oh my goodness. You know, like we yeah. didn't know. Yeah, we didn't know that. He is who he is. And I'm, you know, I, I think from a, from a, some a lot of the decisions he made in that office were good, sound. They helped this country. Uh, you know, I've always said that, but you know, the problem was, you know, he just couldn't keep he couldn't keep himself mm-hmm. out of it. He had to interject himself. It had to be about him. You know, I mean, what is that megalomania? Is that what that's called? Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, essentially, that's what it is, mm-hmm. and so I, I don't, I don't know. When he when he said it, it was like, okay, that's kind of how I was. Like, the the right, problem is yeah. going to be if when he loses, because I think that he will. You know, when he loses the primary, you know, is he going to step down? And I don't believe that he will. And so yeah, and, and, you're going to have and you're going to have Joe Biden again. He's such a wrecking ball. Yes, to like everybody else yep. around him, yep. even if there's a solid candidate, yep. he's going to do everything he can to destroy them. Yep. Yep, that's just who he is. Yep, I mean DeSantis looks very, very promising. But Pers- I don't. I almost like personally, I don't want him to even primary against Trump. Yeah, because I think he's so solid, and I don't want because Trump is going to show every. Crap. Am I? Am I? I mean, I I don't know who. And this is like we've gone down a rabbit, rabbit hole holes. so far. But but I I can't. I still can't get my head. I think I could run a better campaign than ninety percent of the people that are out there. <laughs> And here's what I mean. I'll be your advisor. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, this is this is this is what you run on. Okay. This is all you do. You go out and you say, Listen, I'm not perfect. I don't got it all figured out, and I'm gonna make mistakes. Okay. But this is this is what you got. But instead, what are all these political ads? What are they? Every one of them is the same thing. This person's the devil. And this is how they're the devil. And this is how I can save you from the devil. I approve this message. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who? I mean, it's garbage. It's garbage. And I'm just, I just, are, are we really as a nation so stupid that that's, that's, mm-hmm. you know, what dictates who we vote for? Was that a rhetorical question or? I don't. Yeah, answer it if you can, please. <laughs> I was just gonna say. I mean, we're we're down that road because that's what the American people have shown that they take to respond to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just 
I, I don't you think though, like if somebody came out, I mean, as refreshing as it was for Trump to get up and say, you know what? What you believe about the government, about them cheating you, and about them stealing from you, and about them taking from you is absolutely true, and the reason I can tell you that is because I'm one of the ones that's taking advantage of it and doing it to you, too. And when he said that, we're all like, oh, heck yeah. I like this guy. (laughs) Even though he's stealing my money, I love him, you know, because at least he'll say what it is. So why wouldn't it be that way? If somebody came out that was real. That was real. Yeah. I mean, maybe we're too dumb to to realize it if it came, but I just, I I keep thinking somebody's going to do it and nobody ever does. (laughs) I'm just like, try this strategy. Just just try it one one, time. What do you got to lose? You know? Right. Like, let's give it a shot. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. That was a. No, don't be sorry. We we haven't talked about this for months. So, And, and it is important. I mean,. The policies that are set before us as a nation are important to who we are and who our identity is and whether or not we identify with you know, Christ-like principles or not. So it is important. It absolutely is. It is, and it's getting muddier, I think, even to, to vote that way. I mean, yes, there's these clear-cut, are you going to vote for abortion or not? Are you going to vote for sexuality or not? Outside of that, you know, I mean, you can't fault someone who is liberal uh, in their thinking when part of the reason they're liberal in their thinking is because they see suffering and pain and hardship in the world and they want something to be done about it. And so they're wanting the government to step in in some of these areas and help these families that are hurting and suffering and that don't that, that do need help financially. I mean, you know, we, we point our fingers and show all like the, the worst cases of, of that and say, oh, well, we shouldn't give money because of this person who took advantage. But there's people always taking advantage of the situation. Sure, yeah. But how many single mothers are out there really trying to provide for their family and can't? And if without this money, you know, they would starve to death. I mean, all you have to do is go go work in the freaking school system for one day, <laughs> and you will see these yeah. stinking poor families that are that are these kids are devastated. These kids are they're they're they are starving. They are being abused. They are living in horrible situations. You know. And and I don't think throwing money at it's going to be is going to fix it. But the reality is there's a problem, and and if you're voting to try to help alleviate that problem, that's not a bad vote. Right. You know. The other side of that is okay. You know, how much do we do, and 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 how much in debt do we go? And economically, if you look at this, like the intel, you know, if you're a smart person, you look at this and you say, we can't keep doing this because this is what it's going to create in the future. You know, we're going to be a laughing stock and. I, I don't know, man. Like it's be, the outside of those clear cut moral things that we know <clears throat> right and wrong from. It's beginning. It's it's getting harder and harder to 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 try to make a decision. It's like guys like Elon Musk who get dogged because everybody says he's a conservative. He's not a conservative. Hasn't no. He says I haven't changed. The right has gotten more right. The left has gotten more left. And I've stayed the same. But this, the lines are shifting, shifting to yeah. what's conservative and what's what's not. And 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 that's the thing that I think people don't realize. And and I and I just scratch my head when when I see people kind of hook, line, and sinker into some of this stuff without really thinking for themselves. They're just buying what they're hearing, you know. And, and instead of really processing, does this really make sense? 
And I, you know, I don't, I don't foresee that getting any better. Yeah. I've done a lot of talking. You guys should really. No, I mean, I, I think you hit the nail on the head on a lot of those, man. So Nelson, you got anything? Nope. No. (laughs) All right. Moving on. Boys, are you looking for a new job? I am. Like a, like a <laughs> really, really <laughs> I really am looking for a new job. Like a really well-paying job Are in you which to say that online. Yeah, why wouldn't I? Be I'm promoting this for the city of New York. The city of New York is seeking a hands-on leader in anti-rodent fight. You will make 150 to 100,000 or 170,000 dollars combating the rodent problem Combat. in New York. Combat. Like, I hear. Rat Combat. by rat like like I don't know how you're gonna do it. You you have to get rid of the rat problem in New York. That is your job. Dude. You have to be bloodthirsty. They they say it here you have to be some not not just bloodthirsty, somewhat bloodthirsty. And and with <laughs> and with excellent communication skills. <laughs> and, and, and and skills with Outlook and Excel. <laughs> is that the politically correct way to say bloodthirsty? Somewhat somewhat bloodthirsty. bloodthirsty. Is that in the job description? But, but with excellent communication skills as well. Well, you want to be able to talk to them before you, you <laughs> gotta know. talk to the you gotta talk to the rats. <laughs> Hasta la vista, baby. baby. <laughs> Yippee so, so that was our plug for the the city of New York. They are looking to get rid of their no, rat no, problem. No, no, this is. What? This is this real? is on AP AP News. I so know, what does that news. mean? So that means it's legit, like one hundred percent. This is like authentic. They literally have a job posted on the city's website. We are looking for Man. rat infestation people who will who will slaughter them. I don't know. It's just they're trying to get rid of the rat problem. You buy you and buy a couple well. you buy a couple skids at twenty two long rifle. Get a bunch of rednecks up in New York City and say, <laughs> "Go have at it." They'll have a ball, man. They'll, they don't. You don't have to pay them. Anybody ever been on a rat killing before? You ever do that? You did it in my house last I've, year. I've done it in my barn. What? Remember all the rat like the well, they were field mice. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There were a ton of them. Yeah, you ran over with the four wheel. <laughs> yes, we did. We, Thank you, by the way, because they would have tried to get in my house. Devastated that population. <laughs> so, no, so back in high school, um. Well, Jimmy Craycraft, who we've had on the show before, mm-hmm. um, he had a hog barn, and mm-hmm. they and then of course right beside it they had all their feed and everything like that. And I mean, I don't care what you do, you're gonna They're, have rats. Yeah, we would go there after school or in the evenings, and we would this twenty two with we'd put what 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 do you can you put like something in the end of a twenty two so it doesn't shoot a you know the actual bullet, but it shoots a I don't know. Anyway, we we would we 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 went after these things, sticks and and guns and I mean I feel like you're building your resume right here, man. Grenades. You got communication skills. I I mean I've been communicating my whole life. I I can talk. I you know what I'm saying? I mean You've had all the job experience. From like That's a plus. two or you know, one or two, I was speaking, so I do I can communicate. That's true. I'm just saying. There's an opportunity. <laughs> I don't speak rat. I, it's it's a it's a finely tuned language that you really have. It to, is. I mean, yeah. I could learn a lot of languages. Yeah, I don't there, think there's I, a real cadence to it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But we did. We had rat killings. Like we le- legitimately. I mean, I've killed a lot of rats. 
I'm just saying, you're perfect. For I was I was out of the grain bin the other day, and <laughs> Kevin's gonna show up in New York City with like two machine guns, shirtless. <laughs> Heck yeah! Have you seen the I'm rainbow pictures with him holding both? That's what I'm. I'm here to save you, <laughs> <laughs> unless it's Splinter. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna let him live. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because we need another installment of the Teenage Mutant mm. Ninja Turtles. Okay, well, hey, if you're if you're craving a new job, there you go. Hey, last piece of news, boys. It's been a busy world in sports the last few months since we've seen each other. And yes, that, this might potentially be another rabbit hole. Kevo, what do you think about the Buckeyes? Nelson, I'm not going to ask you because we're not talking about baseball. What about? <laughs> well, what about the World Cup? That's going Are on. Are you kidding me? Are Come you a on. soccer fan? Listen, listen. They had one of the biggest games in the world. How did it end the other day? Well, zero, zero. zero to zero. That's not a sport, man. Oh, well, easy there, easy. Cecil. Easy, easy there. It's yeah, not a sport. It, it's I mean, a sport. I, listen, my kids play soccer, and I've I've enjoyed watching them play that. But re- really, we apologize to all the soccer. One fans of the largest all, games all the in the world, and, and it ends in a tie. And it ends in a tie. I know that's the unfortunate side effect unfortunate, of soccer. Unfortunate. That's preposterous. Preposterous. <laughs> It only ends in a tie during this early stage. Knockout stages, it doesn't. Yeah, you get a shootout, man. Well, you have to go through like what two fifteen minute overtime. Two fifteen minute overtime. So then, shootout. The game ends up being an hour, you know, an hour twenty, and then it is compelling when when you get into this bigger arena of it of this sport. It is compelling, and yeah. it is it is. I mean. I mean, you can feel the energy of this just thing. Billions of people. Yes, you yeah. can feel it. I mean, you yeah. really can. So I'm not. I mean, I I get. I, but that. I mean, you got to do something about that. I mean, <laughs> so, I mean anything, dude. Come on. The the stinking NFL can still. You can still end in a tie in the NFL, and that is pretty rare. It leaves you feeling dirty. <laughs> it does. Like, who won? I don't really know. <laughs> We tied, and you look at that. You you see, uh, the Bengals ten one and one, or ten one and four, and you're like, it just it doesn't look right. It's not. Yeah, I get that, but it is the World Cup, so I'm just saying, it's a big it's a big deal. It is pretty. Yeah, it is a big deal. It's pretty cool. I, I've watched a little bit of USA and England, and the US. I mean, for the most part, look. Pretty good, man. They're, I mean, England's they're real projected. Super, they're, to, they're super young team. Um, I think they're the youngest in the whole second world youngest or second the youngest, youngest, something like that. Yeah, it's 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 they're pretty young. That sport needs some new stars, though. Like our team did. Oh, absolutely, for sure. They had to get the old guard out. Yeah, I just it's. You, I you love can, my boy Landon Donovan, but I mean they're they're just so old. I mean they've yeah. been there for so many years. Mm-hmm. It's been. I mean, yeah, they, it's they, the same names. It hasn't changed, and I'm has. sure in the sport people know more about it. But like from a bigger pop culture, you yeah. know, look at it that I see, I mean, Dude, it's been the, the same people. But then you see some of this money that these guys are making. Oh, it's oh, stupid! Oh my goodness! Like, yeah. Well, it, it's but, not. You know, you're not confined to your country like NFL players are. Like this is the world. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, like I, I heard something about like, the, Ronaldo. He plays for Portugal. Yeah, Portugal. But he got 127 million a year, a year. Yeah. And somebody was saying that he'll make with he makes in six months with Michael Jordan made in his career. Yep. That is an insane amount of money. It's a different level, man. <laughs> but yes, they end up in ties. We know, Kevin. So I mean, what do you what do you what do you say about the Bucks? I mean. 
It's they've lost to Michigan two years in a row. You can't lose that game. Can't. I mean, you can't. And if you, I mean, if if you do lose to a really good team, it, it if it needs to look like you actually knew what you were doing. And I just, you know, they were were in the game. They were in the game. They were in the game. And you're sitting there and you're scratching your head on some of these big plays that Michigan's getting away with. And you're like, okay, are they going to make some adjustments? That's that's why they brought in the new defensive coordinator. You know, what's happening? They stuck to their game plan. They didn't change a thing. It was very vanilla. We're going to beat you with our talent. And Michigan said, we're going to beat you because we're going to outcoach you. And they outcoached them. 100%. And so, I mean... For me, I, I've always struggled with with the college football game. Like I just the the extremes on the talent of these teams. Like it's like you have like you maybe play two big games a year, and the rest of them are like if you if you don't blow this team out, then you're then you then you suck. I mean that's that's what it is. That to me, I just don't I, that about the college football game. I'm just not a big fan of, and so I don't. I'm not as passionate as some, you know, when it comes I, to high state. I, I've always been the like a bigger college football fan, just because there was it seemed like there was more pageantry to it. Yes, yes, and, there and, and the is way that. that the games were schemed as well, like the triple option used to just be exclusive to like college football, but now you're seeing it more in the NFL, right? And you know, you knew watching college football that that those guys were there to try to win a game. They they wanted to have fun and win games, and they wanted to be there. Like, but now. It just seems like that's fading a little bit. It like does all the NIL stuff, and it's and, just, and I don't it's know. I wouldn't say it's NIL. NFL. I think it's. I think that it's had its time in the sun, and I mean, I mean, the NFL is. She's the darling of the world right now. I mean, you know, she. I mean, it's. It, it is putting out a product right now that is hands down from an entertainment perspective the best thing out, and and yeah. the it's taking over the world because it's so good right now. Um. I don't think it'll ever surpass soccer in the world, but you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's becoming, it's, it's branching out into, you know, uh, the rest of the world in a big way. But, but especially in this country, like the NFL is king. It is. It's king. It's, it's king because you have each week you have teams coming in that every game matters. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Which it does in college football as well, but it matters in this sense. If you don't go undefeated, then your season's done, and you might as well stick a fork in and just quit. Like there's no there's no reason to go on. Yep. It matters in the NFL because you have, I mean, last year the Eagles were, eh, the Giants were sucked, the Jets sucked, and all three of those teams, the the Eagles look like the best team in the country right now. Mm-hmm. Well, one of right the the Giants and Jets look. They're phenomenal. I mean, they're they're great football teams this year. The Commanders are turning it on. They they were terrible. The They've NFC been terrible. East is just beasting right now. Right, exactly. And yeah. last year it was all AFC, AFC, right. AFC. Every good team. All the quarterbacks going to the AFC. That was all talk. And the AFC looks like eh, it's it's got some good teams. I mean, I think you're going to see some teams really separate themselves over the next several weeks. But the NFC was nothing, and now they are a. Sp- like a powerhouse conference. Yeah. And so I, I just think every year, like the, because you have every game is so compelling in some way, like this week you got Cincinnati chiefs, like that's a huge game. What's the other big game this week? Oh, it's not Eagles Cowboys. Is it Eagles Cowboys? It might be actually. 
I mean, that's a huge game if it yeah. is. I mean, I, I can't remember for sure, but uh, I mean, there's, it's just, I don't know. And then you for got, me, then you got fantasy football involved in it oh too, gosh, and that, that that's that's another yeah. beast you can. Did you throw do in. so? You are you baseball guy like big no. baseball? No, not do you, any sport. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to make I, I want to make an inappropriate joke right now. I, <laughs> I can't because we're on, we're we're recording. Nelson's a competitive warrior. I'm a warrior. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't watched a f- football game this year. I I, well, I saw your eyes glazing a little bit as we were talking, and I was like, "Is he gonna take a nap?" Right? In the Maybe. Of you? Yeah. I bet the rest of our people are thinking the same thing. We better move on. Yeah, it's like a half an hour into I'm, this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a lot to talk about. We yeah. do. We miss each other, guys. Yeah. Man, we miss you too. Okay, we better get to it. So, Kevin, real relationship. Can you just give a a brief synopsis up to this point of what you've you've kind of talked about the last couple of weeks and that'll kind of segue into what we'll discuss today i mean essentially i'm just taking the principles from the sermon on the mount that 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 talk about um how we live and the things we do in relationship to god and how that plays out in just our everyday lives and how we live for him I mean, that's the, that's the broadest stroke of this, right? Like, it's that that's essentially what you're doing. And so you take those concepts about community, you take those concepts about marriage, you take those concepts about money and time and all those things, and you say, okay, like, as a, as a believer, as a follower of Christ, how do I, how do I honor him with the way that I'm living my life? And, and that's essentially what, what the series kind of encompasses. Nice. So Nelson, what does that look like to you the past few months? Since we, I mean, we haven't been able. Have to you been? Really talk have you been to be here about every week of the series that's Mm-mm. gone? You haven't. No, I mean between work and uh, going to Kentucky. And, oh yeah, you know, some of it, those. Tis the season, my brother. It, it is that season, and then last weekend we were at home with the girls. Um, you know, on the sick, mending from the sicknesses. <laughs> um, so I mean, I haven't been super present in it. Uh, I've been. Trying to catch up on, on online uh, with, and it never fails when I'm at work. I'll, I'll log on at 10 a.m. and then then the trauma comes in. It uh, never fails, you know. I usually get through worship and then I'm doing X-rays. So, um, but just just the foundation that's of the it. Best part, anyway. Yeah, worship's the best. Well, part I don't know about that. It's solid, <laughs> but uh, for this discussion, it would prefer to be on the back end of that. Um, yeah, but like the relationships, and it's it's a good way to see how vital the relationships in your life with your family and friends and community are, and how that is compared biblically, and 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 to try to you know navigate that biblically instead of just how you think it should be run. I guess. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a solid one of those like foundational things for like the community and the church to to base their relationships on. Yeah. I can tell you, I mean, I think this sermon series is kind of hitting hard for me because, you know, you're talking about the intimacy and the intensity and the deep meaning of relationships. And that's really hit hard, I think, me and my family the last few weeks because my stepdad's been, you know, out of, in different hospitals and just kind of hasn't had the best luck the, the last month. So it's really been cool to see, you know, people from Greenfield and Leesburg and other places around here, just showing, just being accountable to us and showing us love, you know, when they didn't need to. Um, 
so I guess that's kind of a modern example for, for my family and I, in terms of, you know, this deep, meaningful, um, deep, meaningful relationships that God calls us to have. Yeah. I, um, well, we had, uh, I, I guess, I guess the thing that I love about like some of the things that Jesus deals with in, in the Sermon on the Mount and like no subject is, is off the table. And I, and I, <clears throat> I think that as Christians, like sometimes we get this, we get this min- idea in our head that, you know what, like, oh, we can't talk about that. Oh, you know, we can't, you know, that's, you know, that's inappropriate. That's not okay. And that's not the case, you know, when it comes to, and, and this is one of the series sermons that we did was, you know, it was, it was, we talked about sex, we talked about lust, we talked about, you know, desire, we talked about how that's a good thing. The, like you were created with those desires, you were created with those, those wants, you were created with those, you know, that, that inside you, but it was, but it was designed for a specific mm-hmm. thing and you can use it for that and, and accentuate that thing into something even more beautiful than it would be, you know, without it, or you can not and allow it to be something that distorts your sexuality. And, and I think that's what we see in the world in, in a lot of ways that we've been in the middle of harvest season. So like, it's been so busy for us lately. And so, you know, I get to see my kids when they come out and ride with me or, you know, when I get home real late or like I try to even, even the busy seasons, like get them to school and stuff in the mornings. And so, you know, mornings, but usually it's me screaming at them saying, get ready, you little brats. Like, you know, I mean, it's time to get out the door, you know, like, but so, so I haven't got to see them, but we, um, we were, uh, we got to go out to eat last night and like, it was, it was probably the first time in a long time that you know, the kids are sitting there playing, you know, the salt and pepper shaker became Mr. and Mrs. Somebody. And they were fighting about something that was Nora and Paul acting this little thing out beside us. Um, but Emma and I like had a really good, long conversation just about, you know, what's going on and, and how we are. And like, it was a, it was a, it was a really good night. I'll tell you how good it was. Okay. So it was so good that when I spilled my drink and dumped (laughs) it all over my wife, instead of freaking out on me, she said, Oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. I was like, well, this must have been a really good night. Yeah, yeah, that's a good night. That is man. not. That's not how I expect but, that to go. Kevin, you idiot! <laughs> but I, you know, I and I think it, when we talk about when we talk about relationship, when we talk about what God designed it for, like you catch little glimpses of that, you know, within within the bigger like framework of 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 life you catch those things that just so this is what you were designed for this is what it's meant to be and when we live for Christ and we don't live selfishly and this is what it really comes down to are you living for yourself are you your god or is god your god i mean essentially that's what it all comes down to and so like you know are you living for him are you honoring him in your relationship 
when it comes to sex, when it comes to money, when it comes to, you know, your integrity, when it comes to, you know, um, the, the things you do and the decisions you make and the way that, that, that you live, are you doing that? Are you living for yourself? And, and if you live for yourself, then you, then you're going to mess it all up. And if you live for him, then you're going to, you're going to see the beauty of what like we were created for and, and what that can look like. No, for sure. I mean, just, um, yeah, I mean, to see, like, to put that, like, the, the lens on your own relationships and to see, you know, like, God working in them and, and, and helping to build those relationships up and, and to help them to grow is, I mean, it's encouraging and it's exciting and um, convicting at the same time. You know, when you see those relationships that have failed because of your selfish nature or you thought it was good, you know, you, you were in it for the wrong reason. Um, it's hard to see those fail. You know? how, how have you seen Nelson, like in your life, this play out? Um, wait, wait, no, I'm asked this I'm more specific. Sorry. I'm getting more specific. Oh boy. But unless you have something. No, like, go ahead. Finish it. Finish <laughs> <laughs> Pandora comes out of the box. She doesn't go back in. So one of the things that we talked about in in the integrity message is just the, the idea of like the plank in your eye mm-hmm. and how you know we are it is so easy for us to pick apart everything else and not really deal with ourselves accurately you know we 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 look at other people and we can say this is what's wrong this is what's wrong this is what you need to fix but when it comes to looking at we have we can always make excuses for ourselves how do you see that play out in your life just in relationships maybe even with in your marriage you know and and just even um, in work i mean work would probably be a big one yeah i think just what first comes to mind is like when you see specifically with relationships and marriage um is kind of where i've thought about it just by you asking that would be um it's very easy to judge other people and their relationships and where they're failing each other. Um, but where I've seen it most is when you've seen those relationships that have started to fail or continued on down that path through divorce or however it ends. Um, what I've seen is not discussing what like, it always brings up that question of like, where's my failure, you know? And then it's, do you take the next step to it or do you just like push it away? Right. Like try to put yourself in that situation and say like, where am I failing my wife? And then you selfishly think about it continuously and try, instead of just asking your wife. Is like, that where you go though? Like, so when those things come up, like, cause I, I mean, and, and, and maybe we're just different people, but my thing is always like. I'm picking her apart about where her failures are, not my own. No, I, no, I, no, I totally understand. And absolutely, that is for sure an aspect of it. But recently, I'm trying to be very careful about what I say because yeah. we, we've been dealing with some things with people. Anyway, um, but that's where I've kind of like recently. Let's been, talk about Let's get specific. Let's say, let's call names out. Let's say names. No. <laughs> <laughs> But all right, so you know, this show almost got good. I almost, mean, yeah. I mean, so, Nelson could have taken it to another level. I'm there. joking. No, a, a close someone very close to us is going through a very hard time in her marriage. Right. Let's just put that out. And then, but recently, that has led me to go. Honestly, 
in all honesty, mm-hmm. it's made me think. So where just, am, where am I failing my wife? But in have, this season, because right. that's the that's right. what's right in your face. Right. It's it's making you be more self reflective. Right. That's good. And, and, I mean, but have I done anything constructive with it? And sat down with my wife and said, "Where am I failing you?" Yeah. No, because I don't want to hear the answer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, yes, I understand. It is much easier to pick someone else apart, and I've done that. A million times, as everybody has. Uh, but right now, recently, like even conversations I had last night have planted those seeds where it's, what am I failing on? I, I just think it's amazing. So, like, we all have different issues in our lives. That If we sat here and like we could be honest without like hurting people's feelings, like we could... You know, you could say, well, you know, I this is my wife does. And, and you could say, well, my wife does. And I could say, well, my wife does. And that would not be healthy. It would not be good. It would not be helpful at all. But but this is what I, this is what I mean. I think it's amazing how like we can do that because we look at this other couple or we look at this other person. We think, well, if my wife was like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Probably the thing that we would say about our wives that like we would really pick on would be different for all of us, mm-hmm. and they may even overlap in the sense that like, you know what? Well, yes, you you could get this. The grass is always greener, right? On on this side, but then you're not. Then you're missing out on this. And and I, that's why I I, I just think there's so many times in marriage like it isn't this cookie cutter. It's going to be perfect situation. It's it never is, no. and the and and this is what I know about relationship. Like the more you get to know somebody, the closer you get with that that somebody, the more intimate that you are with somebody. Like the deeper that goes, the further that goes. <clears throat> At the end of the day, we could all pick those things apart, but at the end of the day, like. It's it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be right. And at the and at the end of the day, it's about sacrificing and saying, "Hey, listen, like you aren't perfect, but I love you and support you, and I'm 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 going to be all about this anyway." And then embracing the things about that person that are extremely beautiful and incredible, you know, that make them, you know, the, them, the person yeah. they are, you know. Yeah, for sure. And I, it's so easy to overlook the things that are going good and just focus hyper focus on the things that are going bad, you know, or the things that are bad about that person. And and that's what we do too much. And then we think, oh poor me, because you know, they're not doing this and they're not doing that. But again, it's not you're not being self reflective. You're it's it's just focusing on this other person and all the things that, sure, <laughs> that yeah. they're doing wrong. Yeah. I mean that I mean that's very easy to, to do for sure, you know, and then I mean, you even brought it up like with work relationships. I mean, that's really easy to do at work because you don't have that vested interest in no. it. You know, like, and it's super easy to judge and be like. This is why I always tell people like relationships are easy to a point. Mm-hmm. But after you log so many hours in a relationship, the the things, the negatives about this person are going to start surfacing. Oh. And when they surface, whether a relationship makes it or does not make it is determined by how you decide to deal with those things Mm -hmm. and too often and this is what i see in the church this is what this is why the church ticks me off sometimes because too often in the church it's easy to keep everybody kind of an arm's length and we've even designed and created a culture here that says you know we're going to show up 
once a week. We're going to sing songs. We're not going to let you talk too much because if you start talking and getting to know each other too much, then you're all going to hate each other, get pissed off and leave. Like that's that's what it's going to look like. And it probably really would, you know, because you look at these churches of people that have been together for years and years and years and years. What do they do? They won't let anybody else in because they hate each other too much. They're all divided and split up, you know, to let somebody else come into the mix, you know. And if they do, they're going to pick them apart as soon as they do because they don't fit that group. It's become a really ugly thing. And and what and the way we go about relationships with people is, you know, is if we can keep them at a certain a, a certain distance from us where we don't know them too well and they don't know us too well, then we can keep this nice veneer of this good thing going, this good vibe, and never get into the nitty-gritty of like of who you really are. Yeah, I mean, like, nobody at this church except for my wife and my children has, like, really seen my temper. Yeah. I mean, like, that's easy to hide, you know, in, in the constructed reality that we have here. Yep. But, you know, then it's like... When I've worked 15 hours in a day and I come home and then this, 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 and then there's that blow up moment, Taylor and the kids get to experience that yep. and nobody else has to like, right. like see that like error, you know? And so it's easy to like, to, to whitewash what people see, you know? Think of the disservice Cap- we're doing in that. I was just going to say, we should like have someone do a social experiment in our church and just be a mole, right? And we plant the mole at different well, parts of the church during his sermon and just throw people off. Oh, hey, who are you sitting beside me? You sat over there last week. We should just do that. Just see what happens. You just you just told people what we were doing. I know, and then we, they could just sit next to Lydia. Well, you know, Lydia there's only all. three people that listen to our podcast. So <laughs> oh, we're good. Yeah, we're good. We're, we're yeah, still we're solid. Yeah, yeah, we're still solid. You know. Okay, go go ahead. Just Sorry, sit them, sit them next to little Lydia and no, show. Like I'm joking, but I'm I'm kind of not too. I, no, but I think that's been you know that 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 story's been told before. Like we're like at some big mega church, a homeless man walks in, blah, 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 to see the reaction, but it was the pastor. Or so, you know, yeah. the, I've, I've heard those stories before, but it's the same idea to see, like, what's really happening in, like, the community of the church. Like, are they reaching out and, like, like embracing this person and, like, bringing them then to the fold, or is it you're not part of the club yet? You know, like, you've got to do this, this, and this. Well, I think and, we know the answer. Yeah, exactly. we do. Yeah, it's yeah. convicting, but it is that, that is the answer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, on Sunday morning, you would hope that if somebody walked in here, that it would be embracing. But would it be? And this is the this is the this is the worst part of it. Okay, like we can talk about it, we can identify these issues, but what are we doing about it? I mean, what are we really doing about it? I mean, you know what we've talked about how therapeutic, like even this group is, you know, getting together and stuff. But even our relationship stays somewhat surface you know what i'm saying like you say we've not seen that side of you you guys haven't seen the ugliest sides of me you know and so even this is still in that nice oh you know you're so pretty phase and you are you're a pretty man Nelson. love you nelson it's a gift (laughs) (laughs) but it's still in that you know and not that there hasn't been times where we've challenged each other but to really invest in somebody in that way you know 
I, and I gotta say, my biggest downfall in this is like I I'm I'm great at the idea side of this, the logistical carrying this out stuff. I mean, you you know that Nelson. I mean, because you're the you're the guy that when we haven't met for a few weeks, you're like, listen, boys, let's get back on it, let's go. You know, you're the band that's your, back together. That's your that's your role in this thing, and and because you know, I'm always like the bit, you know, it's you know, let's think about this and think about this and look at this and look at the vision of this and okay, then how do you get from step A to step B? Mm-hmm. You know. And that's discipleship. You guys know who Jeff Friday is? I do not. Strength and conditioning guy. He was with the Vikings, Ravens for several years, and the Bengals for like nine years. He had this, he came to Butler Springs the other night. They had Thursday night, they had their uh, appreciation dinner. And um, he was talking about just the getting a, from a, from a strength and conditioning standpoint, and it's just, he was talking in general, but you're, we're in the business of moving people is what he said. So as Christians, discipleship, he was talking about camp specifically, but moving people. He says there's four ways to do it, you know, but he talked about the bell curve. You want to get people from point A to point B. And I think, you know, I'm good at seeing where point B is, but not necessarily taking him through all the process of getting mm-hmm. him there and, and 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 I think I don't know it just now that I've got more time to think about some of these things and all the things that we've neglected over the time you know it's it's like are we willing to invest in people that way are we willing to you know we're getting we're we're talking about the next series of 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 helping families win and it's going to be more outward outreach focused it's going to be more you know we're, we're we want we want to invest in people so that they they develop a relationship with Jesus Christ that are not in this building, you know, and I'm, and I'm sitting here and as we're talking about what do we do, this is what I'm thinking to myself. I don't know if I can get people in this church to a place where they will go and they will serve other people. I mean, think about your weekends. Well, what do you mean serve? I mean, cause I think we'd be willing to serve. It's, it's the relational side of it, right? Well, so is that what you mean? No, I'm, the- sa- I'm saying even, I mean, I'm saying even the most basic aspect of this being, and, and again, this is not, I'm not trying to like dog you. I'm just saying like it is hard to get people to do anything that isn't going to a sport or something that they have planned for their weekend. Like to implement something, some kind of service project to where you have to take time out of your schedule and come do this thing, that is a tough sell anymore. What what I've seen, now I'm not saying everybody specifically, I'm just saying in general, like, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, we could do this, but is anyone going to show up? Yeah. And I could, I could communicate it, I could say it, I could put it in the bulletin. We might get a few people sign up. I can't even get people to sign up for like the dinner that we had for the kickoff for the thing where all you got to do is show up, let your kids play on these bouncy toys and eat food. Even that was a tough sell, you know, to get people to take out of their busy schedules and come do this. Culturally, we've shifted and I, I I think the church has to shift too in how it approaches these things. But I just think, you know, COVID, it was easy during that time because we had so much time that we wanted to go do, and now we're back into that. We're always being hyper-do, hyper-do this, hyper-do that. This is going on, that's going on. Everybody's running different directions. 
And so is is the shift now find ways to incorporate that into your already filled up life and not create this other thing that you have to go to? Or is it no, like we need to step back and make these other things priorities? I don't know the answer to that, but I know that it has, it has a, it's, it's something that we have to process and think about as far as relationship and what serving God looks like for the future. This is a philosophical discussion, not a, I'm looking for answers. Unless you got them. I don't. (laughs) Nate? No. No, okay. Then it will remain philosophical. (laughs) (laughs) And unanswered. (laughs) Well, I think it's just one of those things, you got to be intentional about having people think about the approaches that they would take to outreach, right? Like, someone like me, I typically, I overthink a lot of stuff, right? Like I'd like to have time to think about this and be thoughtful on it. And, you know, in, in some cases pray about it a little bit like, you know, maybe this is something because I, I think the kickoff, what we did back in September, there was a very big intentionality behind it. And for me, I, I thought it was good. There was mm-hmm. a clear goal in mind, you know, it, and it was over the course of several weeks, like, hey, six weeks before this, this yep. is what we're going to do, yep. right? And there's an excitement that builds for it. Um, again, I'm, I'm talking for myself here. Um, but I, I think, you know, if if there's outreach that we need to get better with as, as a church, you know, not just you, Kevin, but leadership, us, everybody has to be intentional about it. And like you said, it's, it is tough. There's, there's basketball going on and this and that going on, but it's definitely possible. We just have to have intentionality behind it. Yep. And consistency. That's another big thing. You mean we should meet regularly for a podcast? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) This discussion that we're having currently (coughs) self-reflection. Yeah. Well, we should be able to, I mean, for the next few weeks. Well, and and, right? and and again, I think, you know, it's, it. I mean, when we're here, when we're sitting here, you know, it's like anything. There's a value in this, and, and we know for ourselves and for everybody else involved, like, the people that, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I got several people who say, hey, listen, been a while since you did a podcast, mm-hmm. like, you know, because there are people that want this content, you know, for whatever reason. God save their souls, right? But because uh, <laughs> this this isn't gonna do it, <laughs> you better find another outlet. <laughs> um, but but you know when we're here, like it's man, there's va- like we value this. This is meaningful. When we're not, it's ah, uh, you know, we'll get back to it. Every time, every time that we've forced ourselves to come in here, we've never left here feeling worse for the wear for sure and i think you know that that's kind of the answer isn't it like the world thrives on this idea of gratification in everything that we do but the only things that and it goes back to even like what we said politically like wouldn't it be refreshing if somebody was real? Well, the only things that that really gratify 
in in most cases are things that are are really hard that take discipline that take sacrifice that take work you know when i'm you know if if i if i if i get up and say something that i've used before you know and somebody says oh that was really good it doesn't feel i mean when, when you don't put the work into something and somebody gives you like for instance i'll give i'll give you an example this is a better example the, take the last 30 seconds just throw it out the window let me i'll start with this so terry boyle is simply incredible she's incredible she's she is the administrative assistant here at leesburg church of christ um and she's she's incredible right she will write letters on behalf of the Leesburg Church of Christ to people who are whatever they're going through. You know, she'll send something to them. You know, people that I don't even know that anything's going on in their life, and she'll she'll find out. She'll put something together. She'll send it to them, and they'll come up to me, and they'll say, Kevin, thank you. And I'm like, oh, you're welcome. I don't feel good about that. Mm. I didn't do anything. There was no sacrifice. There was no effort. I'm I'm reaping the rewards of somebody else who doesn't want the recognition, is giving the recognition to the Leesburg Church of Christ, and then in turn, because I am its representative, like me, you know, I don't that doesn't feel good to me. I say thank you to make them feel good and just, you know, to, you know, whatever else, but I don't feel good about that. But I can go out and work my butt off, get dusty, sweaty, nasty, and 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 any something that would be miserable, that's even hard to motivate to do myself for myself to do, and come home and feel fulfilled. Yeah, I accomplished something, and 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 that's 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 why I told my wife the other night. I said anything good happened is good because you worked for it, because you sacrificed for it. Anything we just get, and that's why the, that's why even when when God talks about money, He says, "Hey, listen, like if you just get this pile of money, you're going to squander it, you're going to waste it, you're going to feel entitled." Mm-hmm. That's like becoming the theme of this this podcast, even though we didn't mean for it to. Maybe, but you're going to be entitled. You're going to feel, you know, like you deserve it, like you 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 should get it, like yeah, you know, and you're not going to be able to work hard to get the next bit of it, right? But if, if you build your whatever it is over time, even if it doesn't become that big of a thing from a financial standpoint, from a power standpoint, from an economic standpoint, whatever, if it, even if it doesn't, it's going to be more valuable. It's going to have more substance. It's going to be more real. And I think it's the same thing with relationships. What are we willing to sacrifice? What are we willing to give up? What are we willing to do to make this what it is? in service, in love, with our money. I've been, I was thinking about that, you know, this week, you know, like tithing wise, I, I don't know that I've been tithing in a way that I should be. I don't know that I'm giving enough because, because the Lord says like you stretch that, the more you give, you see if I can't outgive you. I will always outgive you. And he always does, but I'm still I have this mentality of oh, I, I got to pay these bills and I got to do this thing. And then what happens to that money? I don't, I don't spend it on stuff that I need. I spend it on stuff that I want. Yeah. We could run the gamut with this. I mean, oh yeah. Well, it's just like I I tell my AP kids. I give them homework twice a week, 
and it's usually just a an AP test practice question, right? And I say now, don't don't say don't say the F word to me, guys. Okay, and the big F word is fun, not what you guys were thinking, right? Like, I was thinking follow up. They, they, oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Which direction were you going with that? I just, uh, uh, anyway, sure. <laughs> so you know they'll, they'll always say, "Oh, there's AP practice questions. They, they're not fun. They're not fun." But you know what? They're going to get you ready for a test that you need to pass at the end of the year. Yep. So you know what? It's going to be pretty f- fulfilling when you score. Whoa! F word. Whoa! There you go. I saw what you did. F word substitution. Oh, uh, wow. It's going to be pretty fulfilling when you pass that test, right? So, and, and again, like, I think the same can be applied to our church. Like, there's a lot of stuff in the church that's not sexy. <laughs> like, a lot of stuff. It's not going to be fun. It's going to be grimy. It's going to be dirty. But, like you said, Kevin, you walk out of a field at the end of the day feeling grimy, dirty. It wasn't, may have not been fun, but it was fulfilling, man. So, relationally, I think that's kind of the attitude we have to have and I know I'm really bad at it and I need to get better at it but get down in the dirt a little bit more mm. get stinky get stinky <laughs> <laughs> okay on that note let's end the podcast Yay! yeah we're back we're back, back again Nelson you want to end us in prayer my man I can think of nothing else I'd rather do online. But. That's, yeah, hey. Go for it, man. Dear Heavenly Father, we just uh, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for getting us motivated to get out here early on this Saturday morning and just uh, to help uh, encourage each other and just help to develop our minds and uh, our, our thought processes. And we pray that this reaches out and uh, touches somebody and then helps them to think about the relationships that they have and how they can be uh, more constructive and more um, – uh, deliberate and intentional about that. Be with us the rest of this uh, week, and uh, as we uh, have church tomorrow, I'll just uh, bring people to church with uh, open hearts and minds. In heaven's name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Thus concludes the 70th podcast, boys. Uh, we should try to get one in. I'm going to say it on air so we are held accountable to it. Let's try to get one in before Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we can do that. For sure. Let's do it. For shizzle. So, all right, guys. It's been good. It's been real. Not too much fun, but it's been fulfilling. Ooh. Hey, wow. Brought it all the way around all right. there. Full circle, baby. Yeah. Circle yep. round. Circle back. Kevin, any parting words? Um, no. <laughs> okay. Nelson, any parting <laughs> words? That was profound. I was, <laughs> I was hard I was, to follow I, up. Yeah, <laughs> not ready for that question. <laughs> I, gotcha. I, well, I was I, thinking full circle. I was thinking, <laughs> I, I want to say like happy Hanukkah or something like that. And yeah. I don't, I was like, I, I don't know if I can do that. You know, is I that politically know. correct? Absolutely not. Let's, when have we been politically correct? Let's go. Here? Let's go. You know what, guys? Let's form a rat fighting seal team to go into New York and take it back from the rats. Well, that's what I'll do this week. I mean, I'll construct a plan. Yes, construct a plan. We'll start working on getting us outfitted in the right gear. I just yep. I picture like Ghostbuster type gear. Mm. I was more seal you, team you, 6. You got to get the what hearse. I was. No, get get a hearse. I don't hearse, know. Listen, listen. I don't know that our figures would like 
just the the shapes that we are now. That mm. Seal Team Six, like you can't wear you're, that gear anymore. We could wear the coveralls from Ghostbusters. Yeah, see. Yeah, you're right. A lot baggier. Right. A lot more forgiving. Mm, yeah, because we would. Because body armor on a hefty boy doesn't look. It looks hideous. <laughs> it looks, it so looks hideous. <laughs> hey, to all you fat guys wearing body armor out there, I apologize, but you look horrible. You look kind of bad. <laughs> Touche. Get us outfit. We're going after the rats. Let's do Let's it. Do it. Let's do it. All right, guys. Been real. We'll uh, talk to you next time. Peace be with you. Deuces. See ya.